0: Hey, it's Matt Cross from UMass Basketball, and I've got a slam dunk insurance recommendation for you. I'm a Massachusetts native myself, and I know the importance of hometown loyalty and toughness. When I need insurance as tough as me, I choose Amherst Insurance. They've had UMass Basketball's back for decades, and they'll have yours too. Trust me. Amherst Insurance isn't just an insurance agency. They're a part of our community, deeply rooted in Massachusetts values. They understand the hustle, the spirit, and the pride that defines us here. So if you're looking for a hometown insurance agent who's got the same drive and determination as me, it's Amherst Insurance all the way. And remember, when you make that call or visit thenathanagencies.com, tell them Matt Cross sent you.
1: UMass fans, Josh Coney, the latest addition to the UMass basketball family. The energy here is unreal, and let's not forget UMass football season is revving up, and I'm all in. Now listen up. Moving can be a hassle, but five college movers made my transition seamless. Mention my name, Josh, and you'll not only score exclusive pricing, but tickets to a UMass basketball game of your choosing, courtesy of five college movers. So, UMass fans, let's rally for football, get ready for basketball, and when it's time to move stress-free, team up with five
2: college movers. Go UMass! UMass fans, gear up for game day and support our partners who back the collective in UMass. Make your game day complete with visits to Joe's Cafe in Northampton, JP's in Holyoke, The Spoke in Amherst, and any of the four tandem locations in Western Mass. Let's show our support. And a big warm welcome back to Commonwealth Conversations Everyday Minutemen Stories, brought to you by the Massachusetts Collective. As always, I'm your host, Nathan Strauss, and today's guest is Michael Federer. If you don't know the name, you certainly know the product. He is The man behind UMasshoops.com, which predates UMass Twitter by more than a decade. It is the spot of the genesis of many a rumor, many a friendship, and many a fandom, I think, has been birthed from your site. Uh, Michael, thank you so much for being here. Uh, How did UMasshoops.com get started? Where did this come from in your mind?
3: Yeah, so Nathan and Patrick, thank you for, for organizing this. So yeah, the genesis of this, and and like you said, no one knows who Michael Federer is, but Mike UMA is the handle that's been around forever. And where this all started was, you know, back to my UMass experience and and how this all came to be is I was a student uh, at UMass for four years, uh, coincided with Jason Germain, Derek Kellogg, Lou Rowe. So 91 through 95 and when i got there that was the up and coming time of the john cal perry era and i it, i have a faint memory of being back at home in the boston suburbs and catching on like the fox affiliate out in boston uh, a umass home game was being broadcast and that was like a thing where umass was not in the media especially in boston and this is a constant story of umass exposure in boston but anyway you know, I, I remember seeing the game and the environment and the cage. And I'm like, wow, that's that's kind of cool. But when I got to campus as a freshman in the fall of '91, um, I remember my friends. The 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 first game in in November, they were all getting their faces painted and and getting ready to go to the game, and and I didn't know what going to the game was all about yet and i'm like where are you guys going you guys are all hyped up what's going on they're like oh we're going to the game and it's going to be on espn and it's at midnight and it's going to be awesome and i didn't have a ticket the thing was sold out so all right sorry i can't join you but see you later and that's the turning point of like wow this is the thing that i really want to be a part of and started going to games um and that's the the genesis of how my fandom came to be and then i started messing around um <laughs> only only you know, jenna xers and and older are going to know this but america online was the way to get on um, for the
2: record i had an aol account too yeah you know,
3: okay but you're you're,
2: you're still <laughs> much younger than
3: me but um i started messing around with what what you could do on aol and i started creating this super basic web page um And one of the things you could do was build what they called a guest book, which was basically like, hey, how are you? And and really rudimentary stuff. But I turned it into, okay, well, let's let's use this as a platform for fans to start talking to each other. And (laughs) at the time, you could only have two megabytes of total space for your entire website, which is ludicrous. Like a song takes up more than two megabytes. Um, So uh, as, as this thing started to gain more momentum, um, this was in the 95, 96 season. And obviously that's the final four run and the peak of our success. And the, the chatter was just enormous. And I kept having to delete messages to make room for new messages. And, and that's where it really all got started. And that's where I started to meet other fans that some of which I'm, I'm still in touch with today. And like you said, that's where the, the online community really started and that evolved into UMasshoops.com and now the Twitter
2: and UMass Twitter group and meeting people like you. And that's where we are. So for people not naming names, but maybe like myself who grew up in the internet age, I was born in 99. What was the online fandom scene like back before, you know, social media as we know it? Yeah,
3: so this guest book that I first started, that was very, very niche um with just UMass fans. And when I took it to like Experience 2.0, that was using um commercially available uh message boards at the time. Super basic. Um, but that's where anybody could get on, um, totally anonymous. You could pick a name and use a name, but there was no no login required and you could spoof someone else, you could dock someone else and you could just throw shade at an opposing fan base. And it was a little bit of a wild West. And then we turned it into, I guess, the third generation, maybe even the fourth generation. Um, What I'm still running today is, is the message board that we've got. And um, you need a login, you need a password. So, you know, no, no opposing fan is going to run in there and, and throw some shade and run out. But, um, that's the community we've got today, and it's it's still going.
2: How has the site evolved or has it evolved all of, all that much since um, you know, where it was at in the in the early stages? Because obviously, you know, social media, I think, especially Twitter slash X, it's constantly changing on the surface, but the site still has this very distinct feel to it, which is that of a forum that we used to have a lot growing up. And and those don't exist all that much anymore. So has it aside from like you know maintenance has there been a bigger i guess evolution as the years have gone on there's been a few over the years and it's funny that you say that i've got a, a two kids one of which
3: right now is 14 and and he sees my umass fandom and he sees me tweeting during games and um he's like how many followers do you have i'm like i don't know 2500 whatever it is and he's like that's amazing and then I'm like, well, yeah. And I run this website. And he looks at it and he laughs at me because, as as what kids today are used to now, my site is super basic. But I—that's not the point. I—I'm not out there to make a flashy website. I'm out to make what you know what was that was my original mission is is making a community where fellow UMass fans can go. But number two, I'm kind of like a uh, an SID wannabe, a sports information director wannabe, where the other part of my site beyond the message board is, um, the, the history of, of who played for the team, you know, what our, our good seasons were. And, um, a couple of years ago when it was the 25th anniversary of our final four run, I did a super deep dive and and went back and compiled everything that I could find about that, that magical run that we had. And, um have built all that content so um jay and and frank were talking about it recently on on one of the just being frank episodes where you know jay mentioned yeah it's umasshoops.com we've got the documentation of every game that umass has ever played obviously not a lot of content going way back but you know if you want to know hey what's the the history with temple and and how many times have we played roadie and all that
2: stuff that's that's all the nerd stuff that i just get into and have documented on the site. Yeah, you you become part webmaster and part team historian. Almost, you know, and I think there is value as well in having online this archive of not just what was going on, but how were people reacting to it as well because you know, in history class we learn about, you know, first person accounts versus second and third person accounts and I think umascoops.com ends up providing all three of them where you get live game threads you get post game threads and then you get sort of the ability to look back decades in the past is there a particular moment or controversy or thread that really sticks out to you that you know i know that there have been a lot but has there been a really like impactful one that's either spilled over into the real world from online or or anything that really sticks out to you in in the past
3: Thankfully, there's nothing that's been spilled over into the real world. There have been members of the community who, for lack of a better expression, go off the rails. And and it's all rooted in passion. You know, everybody's uh, core mission in this is, is the passion that they have for UMass. And some of us, you know, get a little too passionate and it gets a little too heated. But nothing is ever carried over into real life. But, you know, where it gets... Obviously, the most active and, and the most contentious is, is when we take a bad loss. You know, we shouldn't have lost to this team and whatever for whatever reason. Um, that's where the passion comes out. You know, when you win the games you're supposed to win. Yeah, everybody's cool. When you pull out a big win, everybody's happy. Nothing to complain about. Um, it's, it's those losses that you, you shouldn't have had. Um, it's when it gets a little riled up and, you know, it, it's, it's still in the message board. It's very much in the Twitter verse and, and the online community. I, I, I'm not going to call it X, sorry, Elon, I'm still going to call it Twitter, but yeah. Um, the, the, the passion comes from people
2: caring. Do they express it the right way all the time? Maybe not, but that's what it is. Have you built real life friendships from people who you've met online?
3: Hundred percent. Like I said, one of the the people that comes to mind from the very early America Online guestbook days is, is is a guy named Dick Macklem, and I don't think he would mind me name dropping him. But he goes by the handle Old Cage, and he is uh, a nineteen sixties uh, UMass guy, and he'll tell you the stories about even before Dr. J and Jack Lehman were, were in the cage. Uh, He's a good dude. And, and fortunately I was in his town a couple of years ago and was able to catch up with him in person. And um, so, yeah, some of the, the old guard that's around and, and
2: continuing to meet new people, which is great. Old cage was one of the first people to ever compliment me on a broadcast. My first ever soccer broadcast, he listened and was like, you were a bit of a Homer, but you did a great job. And I said, This is great. This is all I need. Um, Great guy, though. Uh, Do you have, and this is something we've been asking everyone, but I think you have a a really interesting perspective, a favorite UMass basketball memory as far as on the court?
3: You know, I was trying to think of like, is there a one single moment that that comes to mind? But I mean, a few contenders would be, uh, I was in the cage in February 92 when UMass played Temple and was able to beat them for the very first time we were like 0-21 all time against Temple. It was just embarrassing. We could not find a way to beat them. And that was when they had John Chaney and just couldn't figure it out. But, you know, you you go back and, and see some of the highlights. That's when Calipari was was up and coming. And Chaney was, you know, part of the old guard in, in college coaching. And he did not like this, this brash, young Calipari, this fiery guy. And the two of them literally got into shoving matches on more than one occasion. But um, one of them had happened at that point. One of them hadn't, but the, the crowd in the cage, 4,000 plus, thankfully the fire marshal probably wasn't there, but we were winning. We were about to win. It was clear that we were going to win. And there was a point where the crowd was so loud, literally paint had peeled off the ceiling and was falling onto the court. They had to pause the game, pick up paint chips off the floor and uh, resume the game. The The crowd was
2: having such a good time. So that was one of them. For people who haven't read it, by the way, um, Amin Tori, who's been with the Globe for a couple of years, did a tremendous article back in, I want to say like 2019 or 2020, on the oral history of the Calipari-Cheney uh, feud, which just resurfaced two years ago when, when Cheney passed away, which is a great, a really good piece of work by one of the better, best uh, journalists in recent years to come out of. Uh, UMass. But that certainly is one of those moments that I think really sticks out in people's mind just because it symbolizes a lot of what is great about college athletics. Uh, And sort of in that same vein, one of the big changes that has obviously come to pass in the college world is NIL. Uh, As someone who is involved in this space and sort of is involved almost, you know, as a curator oftentimes of history, uh, how important do you view NIL as being now? And and how have you sort of tracked this development in your current role?
3: Yeah, it's funny, you know, adapt or die is the expression that comes to mind when NIL comes in. Um, some of the people who will, some of the fans who will throw shade against UMass will point to, oh, UMass was never in a Final Four. Well, come on. I mean, let's be real. That was the NCAA taking away and, and vacating those games from, from 96 and, um, And Marcus Canby fully admits he was wrong. Um, He was to a large extent victimized by, by predatory um, agents who were trying to be a part of his circle. Um, So NCA vacated our games. But the point of that is, you know, NIL would have been huge for Marcus Canby and the stars that we've had over time. And, you know, Adapt or die. You know, you've got some old school coaches who are just grudgingly looking at this new world and a, a bit of a wild west. It is what it is. But here's where we are. So it's on us, the fan community, to step up and and decide. Hey, how competitive do we want to be in our league? How competitive do we want to be nationally? And put up or shut up, and and put your money where your mouth is. And I'm. Uh, a contributing member on a monthly basis to the mass collective. I really, really thank Patrick for devoting so much of his time and his, and his energy and his, his life to building the mass collective and doing what he's done for the, the men's and women's program. And, you know, on the football side, the collective there, but um, this is where us in the fan community can decide how good do we want to be and, and how much can we help and and do our part. And that's where
2: we are. I'm awaiting the day when there's an athlete for UMass who is like the official umasshoops.com athlete of the game. <laughs> um, but uh, if you personally, either back in your time at UMass or nowadays could have an NIL deal, what company or what brand would you want to be, you know, Mike Federer's official you know, partner?
3: Yeah, I, I heard you ask this to JG and, and I thought about it and I'm, I'm going to go with DP Doe. DPO is coming, coming back. It's coming back, baby. It it was a thing for, for me and and the, the students in my era. It was absolutely a thing. And I'm so glad to hear it's coming back. But yeah, um, I lived very close to uptown my senior year, DP Doe. <laughs> If I had more money, I would have bought more calzones. But absolutely it would have went, would have been and, and will be as soon as they get back up and running, DP Doe.
2: Before I ask our final question, um, you know, it seems like, you know, Twitter is perpetually on the precipice of making the change that will kill it. And we've seen it sort of happen in the past with, you know, I think Facebook had its real heyday. And when I was growing up in the, you know, the the late 2000s, early 2010s, but UMasshoops.com is very much outlived it. It was here before them, and it will almost certainly be here after it. What's the next step? Is there a next step for Uh,
3: I don't know what our next evolution is going to be. I mean, as I have free time, and you know, I've got a day job, I've got two kids, and, and a wife who are obviously important in my life. But I would love to continue to do more, and and will do more with umassoups.com. What the future is, I don't know. What you know, the next evolution of UMass Twitter is going to be. Is going to be really interesting because that's the, the the current pulse of the fan base as I see it. Um, there's going to be a day where we're going to be doing you know fan watch parties in the metaverse, and we're all going to see you know little avatars of each other running around and getting excited about games. But um, <laughs> where UMass Twitter and and the equivalent online fan community where we go from here to be determined. But you know it's going to be exciting to see
2: how it evolves. Well, it's like they say, uh, if you build it, they will come. And I think you've, you've taken care of the building part of it. And people have certainly showed up. The last question for you, and I know you're a big UMass Women's Hoops fan as well. Um, so you can answer a man and a woman uh, for this too. But UMass down one, final 15 seconds of a game. You're the coach. Who are you putting, uh, you know, who, who are you giving the ball to in this situation? All-time UMass athletes.
3: I mean, it's incredibly easy to say Sam Breen, but like, come on, Sam was so dominant in, in the time that that she was there. And and as I turn my head and look behind me, I've got my little Sam Breen keychain, which her father loved to him and their family. Uh, he gave me a Sam Breen keychain. But you know, on the men's side, um, JG said it really well. Mike Williams from my era, um, clutch, absolutely clutch. Um chaz more recently yeah i would give him the ball um this team i am really curious to see what the men minute men 23 24 you know who's going to be that guy is it going to be robert davis um matt cross obviously is going to take that
2: leadership role but um yeah that's that's what i would say to that some great answers and i do really enjoy how um how everyone has approached these questions because they can really, it seems like people really get taken back uh, to those moments. And it's also a great way um, for people who don't know, like for people who don't know every player in the past iterations of teams to learn more as well. But if people want to find you or UMassSoups.com, I think the UMassSoups.com part is pretty self-explanatory. Self-explanatory. But how can people find you? And I know, you know, people don't know Michael Federer, but maybe now they will a little bit more. How can they find you?
3: Yeah, you know, my, my goal in this has never been to to be a self-promoter. Look, I, I do this because I, I enjoy doing it. I'll do it for myself. If no one shows up to my website, that's fine because I do it for myself as my hobby. Um, but yeah, you know, you said it self-explanatory. The website is out there. Um, if you are an, an OG who wants to be part of the message board, email me. I'll set you up. If you want to find me on Twitter, I'm out on Twitter. And as long as it's out there, whatever the next generation is going to be, I'll be there and I'll be part of the the UMass fan community as long as I'm able.
2: Well, you were here before most of us, and I have pretty good confidence that you'll be here uh, long after many of us as well. Uh, Thank you so much to Michael Federer uh, of UMasshoops.com for sharing your UMass basketball journey. And of course, thanks to everyone who listens to Commonwealth Conversations Every Day, Minutemen Stories brought to you by the Mass Collective. Join the collective. As always, go UMass. I've been Nathan Strauss, and we'll talk to you next time. UMass Hoop season on the horizon here in Amherst. UMass fans, gear up for game day and support our partners who back the collective in UMass. Make your game day complete with visits to Joe's Cafe in Northampton, J.P.'s in Holyoke, The Spoke in Amherst, and any of the four tandem locations in Western Mass. Let's show our support.
0: Hey, it's Matt Cross from UMass Basketball, and I've got a slam-dunk insurance recommendation for you. I'm a Massachusetts native myself, and I know the importance of hometown loyalty and toughness. When I need insurance as tough as me, I choose Amherst Insurance. They've had UMass basketballs back for decades, and they'll have yours too. Trust me. Amherst Insurance isn't just an insurance agency. They're a part of our community, deeply rooted in Massachusetts values. They understand the hustle, the spirit, and the pride that defines us here. So if you're looking for a hometown insurance agent who's got the same drive and determination as me, it's Amherst Insurance all the way. And remember, when you make that call or visit thenathanagencies.com, tell them Matt Cross sent you.
1: UMass fans, Josh Coney, the latest addition to the UMass basketball family. The energy here is unreal, and let's not forget UMass football season is revving up, and I'm all in. Now listen up. Moving can be a hassle, but five college movers made my transition seamless. Mention my name, Josh, and you'll not only score exclusive pricing, but tickets to a UMass basketball game of your choosing, courtesy of five college movers. So UMass fans, let's rally for football, get ready for basketball, and when it's time to move stress-free, team up with five college movers. Go UMass.